What up, Ring Crew Army, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, we are going to be continuing reviewing night one of Don Taku 2021. We're currently on the match of Zack Zaber Jr. versus Tungaloa. The stipulation for this match is if Zack Zaber Jr. can defeat Tungaloa, who is one half of the Gorillas of Destiny, that will grant Zack Zaber Jr. and Tai Chi an opportunity to face the Gorillas of Destiny at an upcoming show for their IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. And, you know, I should definitely be talking more shit about the Gorillas of Destiny so maybe they can win matches. Because if you guys went back into my catalog or followed me ever since talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's been about giving shit to Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi as a tag team and definitely as singles competitors. And that's only because I want the best for Zack Zaber Jr., you know, he's always been talked about. And I remember years ago, we were like, oh, Zack Zaber Jr. is a shit. You know, he's everything. He's a technical wizard in the world of professional wrestling. He has all of these abilities inside the ring. Outside the ring, when it comes to his promos, no, not really. He just says a bunch of shit that sounds not even remotely cool. But... I have definitely been giving him a lot of shit that I really don't want him to face the Gorillas of Destiny again with his tag team partner, Tai Chi, in order to maybe take those IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships off of Gorillas of Destiny. But someone had made a really good point saying that the tag division right now in New Japan Pro Wrestling is suffering and there's no new tag teams. Well, guess what? We could definitely make some new tag teams. We can definitely start pushing Hinari and Jeff Cobb into getting into the tag team division. Those two guys are very huge powerhouses and they work really well together in a tag team. Or imagine Shingo and Naito going after tag team championship gold and see what they can do. Imagine Kojima and Tanahashi. They had agreed to form a tag team after the uh, New Japan Cup. What about having the Young Lions team together? Suji and Yuya taking on the Gorillas of Destiny or Suji and Gabe taking on the Gorillas of Destiny or Gabe and Yuya taking on the Gorillas of Destiny? Like, there's tag teams that are there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Even if the tag team division isn't as strong as in other promotions, but you can still make do with the limited resources and the limited amount of wrestlers you have to make sure that everyone is still safe. I honestly just need to see new matchups between the Gorillas of Destiny and other wrestlers rather than the Gorillas of Destiny and Dangerous Techers, which is Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. But honestly, this match between Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tungaloa was a very good match. I didn't have very high hopes for it. I didn't have any low hopes for it. But overall, it delivered on what it was meant to be. And Zack Sabre Jr. really did work on Loa's arm in order to get him to win the match. So, spoiler alert, right here early into this podcast episode, Zack Sabre Jr. wins via the crucifix pin on Loa. And... I noticed something very significant 
about the way that Zack Zaber Jr. does his crucifix pin, which I don't really see a lot from other wrestlers. But then again, the camera work in other promotions don't capture the small details sometimes since everything goes fast. So the camera caught the fact that Zack Zaber Jr. had locked his fingers as he applies the crucifix pin on Loa to pick up the victory. So great work on the camera work that New Japan Pro Wrestling has been implementing for the last couple of weeks whenever they would televise their wrestling shows. Before I get into breaking down the match and the psychology behind everything that happens, Tangaloa as a singles competitor is really great and I miss that. If you guys don't remember, Tungaloa was originally in NXT back in the day under the name of Camacho, and he did a wonderful job in tag team wrestling. He's obviously skilled in tag team wrestling and feels comfortable in tag team wrestling, but him as a singles competitor blows everything out of the water. Like, I would love to see him have a singles run in New Japan Pro Wrestling and pick up one of the singles titles. And just see him shine. The same thing with his brother Tama. I would definitely love to see Tama have a singles run in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just to see how great both of these guys can work individually and still have tricks up their sleeve. So let's dive into this match. The match starts up with a lockup. Loa with that test of strength has the advantage over Zack Zaber Jr. They quickly go into the ropes, cause for a rope break, and Zack Zaber Jr. tries to get a quick pin over on Loa. Loa kicks out at two, and Zack Zaber Jr. immediately goes for that headlock and pushes off into the ropes to then dodge the kick by Loa, and Zack Zaber Jr. comes in for a quick roll-up. Loa kicks out of that roll-up, and Zack Zaber Jr. misses the next kick and goes for a stretch, but rolls Loa into a pin and Loa kicks out and then this is where they both stand off. Evenly matched, both Zack Zaber Jr. and Tunga Loa know each other so well in these matches. I don't know how many times they fought each other, but they obviously know each other very well. And to create some distance and some breathing room at this time is a very good idea rather than trying to rush into another sequence. So after they take their little breather, we get a shoulder tackle by Loa to Zack Zaber Jr. And then we start playing the game of mercy. Zack Zaber Jr. had the lead on that. However, Loa, again, with his strength, does a overhead suplex. And he goes for the pin attempt on Zack Zaber Jr. Zack Zaber Jr. bridges out of that pin attempt And this is where the camera work comes into play again. And I give props to New Japan Pro Wrestling for catching this. And I immediately popped about the next thing that Loa did to Zack Sabre Jr., which we don't see a lot of wrestlers do anyway. So Zack Sabre Jr. is still in that bridging position. Both of their hands are still interlocked. And you can see at the right camera angle that Loa takes his foot and basically kicks out Zack Zaver Jr.'s foot that's helping him stay in this bridge position. So automatically he kicks it out. And again, Zack Zaver Jr. falls to the mat and 
Loa tries for another pin attempt and Zack Zabie Jr. kicks out of that. It was just that small little detail of Loa kicking out Zack Zabie Jr.'s foot in order to try to get a one up on him and try to have the victory. And try to have the victory over him and end the match quickly. No one really does that. That was definitely a veteran move. And I immediately popped and I put on Twitter. If you guys are not following me on Twitter, at Marie underscore Shadows. I tweeted out to Tangaloa that he is the master of the wrestling ring. And that there's no debate for that. There's no debate for that because no other wrestler has done that like him. And that's definitely a very huge IQ move in order to try to get the one up on his opponent. After that, Zack Zabie Jr. springs up and takes Lower down to stomp on his bicep. This is where Zack Zabie Jr. becomes very dangerous and starts working on the left arm of Loa. Loa gets up to forearm Zack Zabie Jr. to stop any other momentum of Zack working on his arm. There is a short arm clothesline to Zack Zabie Jr. in the corner and a running slam to Zack Zabie Jr. as well. Loa goes for the cover and Zack Zabie Jr. kicks out. Then we get a swinging DDT by Zack Zabie Jr. onto Loa and a running European uppercut, some more uppercuts, and a soccer kick to Loa's arm. There is a leg sweep and a kick to the bicep. Zack Zabie Jr. is working relentlessly on Loa's arm. And this is where Zack Zaber Jr.'s technical skills come into play all the time. And it does a really good job of weakening a body part of the opponent. So that way when he applies his submission, mainly the arm bar, it's easier for the opponent to tap out. The arm is already weakened. You don't have enough strength in those muscles, in those tendons to break the grip or even try to maneuver your way out. Of course, you can wiggle your way to the bottom rope if you're near the rope, but that still takes a little bit more energy. And by the time that happens, your body is already screaming and paying for the match to be over. And ever since Loa and Zack Zabie Jr. have been competing against each other one-on-one, whether it's in singles competition or in tag team competition, they always have the best chemistry. And Loa has all this strength and he has this competitiveness about him that he always wants a stronger opponent. He always wants Zack Sabre Jr. to really give him his all and he's back and forth. And this is where we transition into Zack Zabie Jr. applying an arm lock stretch to Loa. And this looked pretty nasty too, where he was controlling both arms of Loa and really stretching out his upper body. But Loa managed to get to the ropes with his feet and ended up getting a rope break. And Zack Zabie Jr. again goes straight for that injured arm, kicking it and... Loa just forearms Zack Zabie Jr. to create some space, but Zack is still coming in with some more kicks, and Loa just comes in with a power slam and picks up Zack Zabie Jr., tries to do a move, but Zack Zabie Jr. counters it into a guillotine choke, and then Loa gets out of that. We get a soccer kick, but Loa absorbs it and does a spear to Zack Zabie Jr. in the corner. Loa automatically transitions Zack Zabie Jr. into a crossface. However, Zack Zabie Jr. gets to the ropes. 
It was a really well attempt by Loa to do that submission. Loa then does an extended vertical suplex before bringing Zack Zabel Jr. down to the mat. Loa misses with the splash and Zack Zabel Jr. does a twist to Loa's head using his feet. Zack Zabel Jr. is once again back on attacking Loa's arm. However, Loa gets to the ropes, causes a rope break. And then Zack Zabel Jr. tries for a bridge pin combination on Loa, but Loa kicks out of that. Loa gets up to do a spear and then a power bomb to Zack Zabel Jr., goes for a cover. Zack Zabel Jr. kicks out. Loa then tries to go for his finisher. However, Zack Zabel Jr. reverses it and does a crucifix pin to Loa, locking his hands. So that way it can add an extra layer of securing the victory. And that is exactly what happened. The referee counted one, two, three, and awarded the victory to Zack Zabel Jr. And this also grants Zack Zabel Jr. and Tai Chi a tag team title opportunity against the Gorillas of Destiny. I was not happy about it, but what can you do? Loa's arm was already hurting, so even though he was in a crucifix pen, you could probably try to kick out of that. It still would have required extra movement and extra power to power out of that. And then Zack Zabel Jr. had his hands locked, so it would have been a little bit more difficult for Loa to do it. During Loa's backstage comments, he definitely sounded like a big brother by letting us know that we're probably upset that he lost. But he had fun. And you can't fault him for having fun. And I was like, yeah, when you put it that way, in that tone, in that brotherly tone, then yeah, I can't fault you for having fun. But at the same time, I still need you to fight new opponents and create new storylines and try to poke the bear with other people. But I wonder how many times has Loa used that brother tone to Tama for anything. Overall, it was a decent match for night one of Don Taku 2021. Zach won fairly and Loa put up a good fight. However, in the end, with Zach working on Tunga Loa's arm, it was just inevitable that eventually something would have caught Loa to give Zack Sabre Jr. the victory in this match. So let's see how their inevitable tag team match plays out when we get there, when we finally have a date for it. We currently do not have a date for it. Japan currently right now is in a state of emergency. So as for the televised shows that were supposed to be taking place at Kirken Hall in Tokyo for the 8th, 9th, and 10th, those are canceled because of the state of emergency. And everything else on the schedule for New Japan Pro Wrestling seems to be up in the air, but there's no confirmed statement yet from the government. We just know that cases are rising and that's going to probably halt some of the New Japan Wrestling and their venues. But we want everyone to be safe and we want everyone to be as healthy as they should be. So we don't know when we're going to get this tag team match going in the near future. So for now, I can only wish Dangerous Techers good luck in their future tag team match against the Gorillas of Destiny. 
And on the next upcoming podcast episode, I will definitely be talking about the ladder match that Tamatanga had with Tai Chi for those iron fingers. So you guys do not want to miss that one because I'm going to go in depth with the story and how we got here and how different their ladder match is from anything else in professional wrestling. All right, guys, that has been my analysis of Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tungaloa. Like I said, it was a decent match. It was very great to watch. Unfortunately, Loa did not pick up the win, so that way that can stop Dangerous Techers from challenging the Gorillas of Destiny. But it's all good. The Gorillas of Destiny is going to keep their IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships whenever we get to that future date of these teams facing each other again. And what should be for the last time. It should be for the last time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode as much as I have fun talking about it, make sure to show us some love over on the Anchor side, anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. If you want to take it a step further, you could definitely listen to this episode on ravagelands.com, R-A-V-A-G-E-L-A-N-D-S.com. And if you want to take it a step further, I am very active on Twitter. Make sure to follow me at Marie underscore shadows so we could talk about wrestling 24-7. All right, guys. This has been an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.